I stood in the shower and the Holy Spirit clearly said to me, if you don't pivot now, you're going to regret it. Literally, Shay, I'm, I'm not kidding you. It sent me into a depression where I was in my my prayer closet telling God, if you don't come get me, I'm coming to meet you. Welcome to Kingdom Over Everything. I am Shay Bynes and I have with me the walking exclamation point, which by the way, <laughs> Shay, we're not even getting past the intro. <laughs> when I heard, when I, when I saw you say that you've been known as a walking exclamation point, when I'm, when I encountered you, I'm like, that is the, the level of accuracy of that. And I can't I even remember, I can't even remember who started calling me that, but, but they were just like, you were just like a walking exclamation point. I was like, yeah, I can't argue with that. I can't argue it's with It's so that. accurate. So I have with me the founder of Moving Day Mafia, the walking exclamation point, Ms. CJ Mercer. What's going on, TJ? Hey, Shay, I'm so glad you let me come play with you over here at Kingdom Over Everything. I am so psyched. You have no idea. It's so funny how you and I, how our worlds ended up colliding because mm -hmm. it all happened because of this little book called Grace Over Grace Grind. Over Grind that just changed the game for me. <laughs> Stepped all on my toes. <laughs> I was like, the hell is this woman that's reading my mail and I know that I can still tell you the exact part that got me it was when you were talking about not resting because what you do doesn't feel like work and it's so fun and I'm like okay well maybe she is talking to me because uh -huh. at the time I had a group of friends that were concerned that I do work around the clock. And I'm right. just like, no, I don't. You know, they're like, your brain is never turned off. And then another friend had addressed concerns that I was not honoring the Sabbath. Uh -huh. And I was like, well, I'm working on stuff God tells me to work on. <laughs> But then, so then by the time I got to reading your book, uh, I was like, okay, maybe she's on to something and I should stop ignoring them. And it also gave me peace to not grind, right. you know, it, it, it gave me peace to go, oh, it's okay if I don't do anything but hang out with my friends on Sunday. It doesn't, you know, it does. Oh, she's saying I can hang out with my friends. Like it was, it, it was like, oh, it's okay if I don't want to do anything but just sit on the couch and hang out with my cousin, which is yeah. I was in, I was actually physically in Los Angeles when I read the book. And so my cousin had been like so many people who love me had been in my ear that I would just ignore because I'm like, mm. well, you don't understand. I got this and God is telling me I got to do this and God is telling me I got to do that. And they were like, 
but your brain never stops. And I just remember like being an instant Shabon stalker after that. <laughs> like, what else she over there talking about? Because your friends were your friends were looking out for you. Like it was so funny just to see like uh, multiple people recommending that you read this book. I saw exactly. It's not that I'm hard headed, but, um, and I don't take good counsel. It really was, I was, I'm, I feel like I'm always on a mission and, right. and if I don't, you know, go hard in the paint, like I would do in my normal career, why wouldn't I go hard in the paint with God? And then you just came and disrupted that whole mindset. Uh, and it came along at a time also where I had started getting annoyed with the hustle and the grind terms. Like I don't want to hustle and grind. I've been there, done that, got the paperwork, got the awards, got all of it. I am 50 years old. I want some (laughs) grace and ease. (laughs) Like I want to sashay my way into the next level. (laughs) Well, it's really interesting because, um, the aspect of the grace over grind that you fully had embraced was the idea of the partnership with God. So you were, so you might've been overworking and working also a bit more in your own strength than you needed to, because you were on a mission that you were driven by. Exactly. At the same time, you had wholeheartedly embraced this idea that I don't have to figure out all the things. I don't have to know all the things. God leads and guides and opens doors. And I say yes and surrender to him. That aspect of partnership with God, you were all over that already. Oh, yeah. Now that I had down. Yeah, I had become real comfortable as in my discomfort, if you say, I'd gotten really comfortable in my discomfort uh, by this time. And it's like, you know, my, these same friends often tease me and they're like, my cousin would be like, you can just walk up to a tree and that tree is going to speak to you and you just go move, <laughs> you know? And one of my, my editors of my first book, T. Faye Griffin, she was like, you are the walking epitome of Peter. You will just jump out the boat. <laughs> like if, if God tells you, yeah, you're going to be like, all right, I'm coming. Let me see if I'm I can coming. walk over the water. <laughs> so. <laughs> so let's explore a little bit of that because, you know, you know, we're talking about kingdom over everything. And I think that your story has such a wonderful thread of you putting his his way, his mind, his heart concerning you over whatever other things were kind of going on or even the circumstances that you see around you. And I actually look forward to learning some new things about you uh, in this conversation too. So let's go back because my understanding is that uh, faith background, you are, you like your dad's a a kid. Yeah, I'm a preacher's kid. So I, I ain't new to this. I'm true to this. I've been in this game a long time. Um, but it wasn't until Shay, I graduated from Howard and I was fully in my, my Hollywood career, loving it. And I just started hearing the voice of God more clearly. And I started really developing my own relationship. And so I started questioning a bunch of the stuff that I was raised to believe right. as doctrine when it actually is just tradition. Right. And I started questioning 
um, everything because I'm balancing it with what God is speaking and how God is naturally, you know, kind of wired me is not lining up with how I was raised to, to think and process God. And, you know, give me God one example that God is something. Okay. So it's going to kind of sound contradictory. Okay. There's, there was so much emphasis on God being feared than God being my dad and my friend. Yeah. And I yes. started looking at God, you know, as my, you know, more like more my relationship with my mom. You know, my mom is one of those very few parents that she comes from that. You can't be your child's friend. You got to rate. She comes from that. But that ain't what she did. My mama was and still my buddy. Like I get on her last nerve because I treat her more like she's my friend that you like, she just, she found that balance of, I respected her as my mom, but that's my girl. And so I started questioning, but if Jesus, you know, is supposed to be my friend, well, I don't pray to, you know, you know, thee and thou and the, and, you know, it's like, yo, dude, what are you up there doing? Are you slow clothes blinking up there? Are you not watching me suffer through this? Like, can you open your eyes? You inhaled that blink a little too long. <laughs> so, um, this yes. hurts. You know, and so the more that kind of relationship developed, the more, you know, I'm sure my father still to this day is concerned that I'm going to hell. (laughs) (laughs) But but at the same time, you know, he has seen the fruit of my, my life. And then in, I had just come out of a, an abusive marriage fought to get my house back. I was 39 years old, felt like I was starting over Shay. And this was before Facebook was huge. And, you know, I had 200 Facebook friends and I knew all of them. (laughs) And so I was on my work on my way to work one day, I was working on a show called uh, my cat from hell on animal planet. And I was on my way to work and I was, thinking this is before people had started doing it. I was just like, God, I want to post. Cause I come out of this traumatic experience. And I said, I just want to post a life lesson every day for 40 days. Mm-hmm. And, um, being a storyteller, I always start at the end. So like when I worked on the bachelor, you start at the end, who's going to get the rose at the end of the episode and then built from that. So my thinking was what is going to be that life lesson that happens on my birthday. Right. And clearly, Shay, I don't think I, I still, to this day, clearly I heard God say, you're going to write a book. Sir, no. <laughs> that is not what we're doing. I hate writing. And I'm not interested in writing a book. I've never wanted to be nobody's author, writer, nothing. I tell my story with video. And so for the next week though, God just wouldn't let up. Like I couldn't sleep. I couldn't. And I was just like, okay, fine. I'm gonna shut you up. I'm gonna write this book and we're going to be done. And we're going to go on about my life. (laughs) And that book ended up being downloaded almost 10,000 times in two days on six continents. 
What? And and won three Beverly Hills Book Awards. And that's what disrupted my life. And I'm like, okay, so this is not what I planned. This is not what, you know, I just thought I was going to do. You could not tell me that I would not be an editor or producer for the rest of my life. Because right. I love what I did as a career. I loved yeah. what I do I did as a career. And that that's the book that changed the game of the first sign. I'm like, okay, I better listen to God. And cause he, he got some plans and I don't typically have to, my obedience to the plan don't have nothing to do with my agreement. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really agree with this Lord, but I I'm surrendering and I'm saying if nothing else, I'm going to obey. I I ain't going to have to like it. It, Eventually I'm sure maybe I'll get, but Uh yeah. I mean, sometimes that's where it starts though. It's just like, I'm surrendered to this thing. I mean, that's how I felt about speaking. I never desired to speak on anybody's stage and all of those Mm. things. And I didn't, you know, and then I remember the first time that I did it outside of my corporate career, but like as, you know, as a business Mm. owner, and I was like, wow, I really, I actually enjoyed that. But I never would have put it on my list of things to do. I never. Yeah, would have Shay, I haven't that. reached that level of writing that I enjoy. That I still, to this day, hate writing. <laughs> yeah, so so that, that, that's what I was going to ask. Whether you have, so you still don't enjoy writing, but you've written. No, 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 no. See, you soften the blow. You said I still don't enjoy writing. No, I still hate writing. Let's be clear. <laughs> Let's not be lying I'm to your people. Over everything, you're like, look. I've done this once, still didn't like it. I've done this twice. I I still don't like it. (laughs) You just finished, was that your fourth book that you just finished that I wrote the foreword for? Your fifth fifth book. So maybe this is, you know, maybe this is the grace book. (laughs) Maybe this is. No, no, I hated the whole process still. No, no, you still hate it. No, no, I still hate it. Yes, but your yes, your consistent yes, even when you didn't like what you're going to be walking into has been very fruitful. I mean, that England has led to you doing things that you do absolutely love, even though you didn't have any intent of doing it. So let's go back. Let's talk a little bit about that track. So mm-hmm. you write this book. It ends up being like a bestseller. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get awards and you're like, wait, huh? Like what is really happening? I started getting awards. I started getting invitations to speak. Um, I started just getting exposure and, and, you know, I went from 200 Facebook friends that I know to 5,000. It just was crazy. And the one thing I know about myself is I am, my purpose is to love on God's kids. Mm -hmm. I do that in a variety of ways, depending on the day. But even when I hate writing, that's trumped by my purpose is to love on God's kids. Yes. So if writing is what I have to do to do that, then my, I don't have to love it. I just have to do it. Yeah. And seeing the reaction and the testimonies and what comes out of it, even when I finished, you know, as much as I hated, you know, writing, you know, 17, 18 hour days, seeing the original, the initial testimonies that's coming from people who have read waiting for suddenly, 
it's like, okay, yeah, that was worth it. Okay, so, <laughs> all right. So, can we not do this no time soon, though? You need a master class with me on how to write with your Holy Ghost writer with another level of, of grace. Maybe you'll, maybe we can maybe we could take you from hating writing to like mildly no, dislike. No, no, because I feel like if if I end up having to love it, he's like, gonna give me more. I'm good the way it is. Like here you go trying to change things, Shay. I'm asking you to change it. You are so funny. You're like, no, I want, I, I want this pain. Let, let me, I, let me, let me just stick with this pain. I'm a level, I'm a level on these kids. Period. Like, I'm going to just so do funny. what I do. And you know, when I, when I wrote my first book and what's crazy though, Shay, I, I haven't, I don't think I've ever talked about this part in the interview is when Ellen DeGeneres first came out, her very first sitcom, I was working on the TV show, and I don't mean came out as gay. I mean came oh, out and, and okay. like I just like I like I need to probably clean that up. <laughs> <laughs> but when she first hit the scene and landed her sitcom, okay, I was working on the TV show Extra and Access Hollywood, and I became an instant fan of Ellen long before you know I, I was just an instant fan. And so when she wrote her first book, of course, I snatched it up and reading her book. I was like, oh, my gosh, it's like I'm sitting here talking to her like I just love it. It was a page turner because I may hate writing, but I am a voracious reader. And so I'm just eating it up. And I remember telling God and this is where I went wrong. I told God if I ever wrote a book, I want to write it how people can hear my voice. Mm. And so when I wrote 40 Days to 40, that first book, the best compliments were my readers who were like, it was just like I was sitting on the couch. I could totally hear you just talking to me. I could totally hear. And so for me, everything that I write has to sound like I'm just having a conversation with my girl. I'm just having a conversation with my boy. And so I take it, you know, I I make light of it, but I take it very serious, you know, that it's, it's my assignment. I don't choose to write, right? but because I'm honoring God, I want to be very clear that I still do it with the excellence that I can deliver. And it's, it's crucial for my audience, my readers to feel like I'm the best friend that they didn't know they needed. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. Okay, so then when all of that happened after that book, you're in the middle of this career that you love, and now mm-hmm. you're getting invited to speak and all of these things. What was so that was a divine disruption all in and of itself because you didn't expect yep. that. What what did, did that lead to you leaving your career shortly thereafter? Like what was that next point? Girl, <laughs> at the end of 2014, I heard God tell me you're done. Mm. And I was like, okay, done, like done with what? what? <laughs> Cause done. I, I don't done with write. I don't have to write another book. Cool. We good. And, and he was like, no, you're done with this side of Hollywood. Mm. And so February 28th, Oh my gosh, I'm just now connecting. Oh gosh. So fe- we'll get to the what, what connection I just made for the first time. February 28th of 2015, I edited my last show. Now here's the thing, Shay. God told me I was done, but he didn't tell me I was done to go do what? Right. 
And so I'm watching my bank account just be depleted. Wells Fargo, I'm asking God, now did you tell Wells Fargo that we were done? Because they keep sending their mortgage requests and there's no money coming in. And slowly but surely, just it just kept going down and down and down until finally I launched what's called Media Mavericks Academy. And Media Mavericks Academy is where I teach authors, experts, entrepreneurs, coaches, how to book themselves in the media without a publicist and without being a celebrity. Now, in retrospect, Shay, and this, you were the first person getting this side of the story. In retrospect, I launched Media Mavericks because I took matters into my own hand. Mm. I still didn't wait because I was being that wasn't, that wasn't, need, you didn't feel like that was a God assignment. You were like, look, I need to go make some money because Wells Fargo's like exactly. And so yeah. when when uh one of my what happened was one of my friends called and asked me, uh, she wants to get some exposure, some media exposure for her conference. So I laid out a whole media strategy and she was like, right. T, you know you did that in eight minutes. She said, here's what you get ready to do. You get ready to go on Facebook, announce that you're launching this new program and that I'm your new client. That's how it started. It was, I cannot say, say what you say? Instant business owner. (laughs) And I cannot say that, you know, when I, when I think about it, I would describe it, Shay, as it was God's permissive will, not his perfect will. Sure. Like he allowed, because a lot of the people, the lot of the friends and everything that I have come in contact with who helped me now, now that I'm, I got some get right and I'm back in the right lane came from people that I met during that journey. And I was, I'm a, still a beast at it. I haven't put media Mavericks down. It's just no longer the, the main thing, it's, it's, focus. you know? And so well, I hold had- on, because that's a testimony of how I always talk about how nothing ever gets wasted in the kingdom of God. That's an example of it where it was like, well, yeah, I'm not exactly sure. I wasn't, I didn't wait to see like why God took me out and where I was supposed to head, but look how like, all the goodness that's used in the process of you doing that in the thing that when you got aligned with, here's where God has me and nothing got wasted. Nothing got wasted. Everything that I learned as far as like building systems, build what, you know, funnels are, all of that came from, you know, me doing that, which is what I, you know, lean on now and what I do, I focus on full time. And so for that point, it's like, I just got scared. I I just got like, okay, well, you seem to have done a, a, a slow blink up there. You're not watching that my savings are being depleted. So I'm going to take matters into my own hands and I'm right. going to take care of myself. Yeah. And so I did that probably exclusively for about five years, six years, somewhere around that. And it was stressful. And I cannot say that it ever became profitable. It was enough. Like I, and I, I had people like telling me this should be a seven figure. And I knew in my heart, Shay, I was not willing to do the work right. that it would take to make it a seven figure business. Right. Because it was like you're a man of business. <laughs> I'm, 
I'm doing this and it's bringing just bringing just enough. It's, it's just enough to, to not lose my house. <laughs> you know, right. it's bringing in just enough because I knew yeah. my, I, I couldn't articulate it then. You know, hindsight yeah. is always 2020. And so I couldn't articulate it then. But I can, you know, looking back now and looking at the struggle and the stress, I can I can honestly say I was letting what the experts tell me. Yes. Override what God has said. Yes. No, uh, because they were doing their job, but I was frustrating them because they could see it clearly if they could just get me to get on board. Right. And so it felt like I was sabotaging when I'm looking at it now. It's like, no, I was out of order and my spirit knew I was out of order. Yes. My spirit knew this ain't what God told me to do. He's it's what he's allowed me to do. Yeah. Yeah. And so it, you know, when I look back, it was a lot of stress that, you know, had I just got some get right sooner, um, <laughs> I probably could have saved myself a lot of sleepless nights. I mean, I remember praying to God, like, help me help you. Let's just, it, it's like, I'm praying, I'm praying for God to it's give hilarious. me funding, but I'm not praying for him to give me the strategy for funding because then him giving me the strategy would mean well, you're not supposed to be over here doing this, not on the level that I was doing it. You know, I love, I love helping. If you can't tell Shay, I'm a black woman, right? (laughs) So I knew that I was the only woman that I know of with my background, my insight that could help other black entrepreneurs understand the inside game of getting media exposure. Right, right. Like I, I knew that. And so that part was important to me to to open up the door and say, no, you don't have to spend $3,000 a month on a publicist. You got to just put some skin in the game and let me show you how. So that part was important. So I had a very mission driven thing again. You were driven by the mission. I I had an honorable, you know, pursuit because I wanted to help more, you know, black people who look like me understand how to get their foot in the door to the media. Right. But knowing full well, I, I, I ticked off a lot of my coach cause they just couldn't understand, you know, all you got to do is act because I was the only one doing it. Nobody was in my lane. Right. And it's just like, yeah, I know. I, I don't want to do that. And so I just wouldn't go hard in the paint. When did it change? So you, as you would say, when did you, uh, when did you get you some get right? Like what, what happened? What was the encounter? What was the moment that led to a shift for you? The real, real shift happened sometime in 2022. So just last year. Oh, okay. And yeah. I stood in the shower and the Holy spirit clearly said to me, if you don't pivot now, you're going to regret it. Wow. And he said it in such a way that I knew, because I was already pulling against my team and and trying to get them to pivot into what I knew I should be doing. But they were resistant because what I'm building, I can't really articulate it myself, you know? And so there there was tension 
in the ranks right. because the leader is saying we got to do this and the leader is a visionary she's not an right. implementer so right. the implementation team is like but that don't make no darn sense right because they, could, they, could, they couldn't put some meat to the meat to right why won't you wait to do this until this business gets right totally successful and i'm going right. no that's not and i it literally shay I'm, I'm not kidding you it sent me into a depression where i was in my closet my prayer closet telling god if you don't come get me i'm coming to meet you and i told him that's how much of looking in retrospect now i can see where it was all coming from because yeah. i was so depressed from the fighting. And the thing is, nobody knew this because I'm the walking exclamation point with a purpose of serving God's kids. So I right. know how to turn on and be good enough to get through what I needed to do and then go back and be totally depressed. And that, that particular wow. day I was in the closet. It was on the heels of unfortunately Miss USA. She died by suicide by walking off a building. And I, oh, remember, yes, I remember that. Yes. I, I was in my prayer closet negotiating. Okay. I'm not going to walk off a building because that's too painful. I'm going to die with ease, <laughs> you know? And this is just, this is my real process of how I was talking to God. And then I said, and I now live in an apartment, so I don't have a garage to go, you know, lay down in and, you know, take myself out that way. I'm not going to go on a train track. Cause that just sounds painful. And I was like, so the only thing I can do is take a bunch of pills. And, um, I was like, well, you don't have nothing strong enough in the medicine cabinet. So that means you got to get up and walk across the street to the target. And I kid you not brace yourself. This is exactly what I, I told myself. I said, so how about you just get your black ass up and call your doctor? <laughs> And tell him what's going on. And so I called my doctor and he he said, Yeah, I think I think it's time for your you to go on some meds because this is not wow. a good place for you. And wow. then um a dear friend got me to LA because by this time I was in it, I was living in Atlanta, got me back to right. LA, which is my yeah. my home of 25 years, so that they could take care of me. Um, right. And they finally knew, like, I'm not OK. I'm not OK. It wasn't till I got to L.A. that I started realizing you're not OK because you're spiritually warring to yes. get back to what God told you to do. Now, yes, I'm sure there Are you was still doing the other business at that time, too, in the midst of all this, like the depression and. All this, yes. you were still doing the media stuff. I was, I was doing my best. Now doing right. it, doing it well. Uh, I was right. doing my, right. I was doing enough. Yeah, um, yeah. And that's when I first started pivoting, trying to pivot the team. And it was the first time that we did. I do. I used to do this thing called the Noisemaker Challenge every year to yeah. be the launch to bring in new media mavericks. And that was the first time since I launched Mavericks that I didn't sell one enrollment and we did a whole challenge, not one. That's when I knew I'm like, then, then, then I was able to tell the team, see, right. See, that's what I'm saying. We, we dried up here. We got to pivot. Right. And they still, you know, weren't 
on board with it. And then fast forward, I was, I came back to Atlanta. I got, you know, much better and knew that it was time for me to start, you know, really pivoting, but I was still trying to hear what they were saying, you know, put energy over here. And, and that day in the shower, the Holy spirit was like, if you don't pivot, you're going to regret it. And that was the day that I had to let the whole team go. Wow. And I just, it was just me. And it was the most rewarding, freeing feeling. Yeah. Because I made Because now you don't at least have the tension of having to bridge the gap between the, the vision and the implementation. You don't and have to convince And I don't have payroll. So once I fed myself, my whole family was fed. <laughs> so, so right down uh, to the, right, right down to the absolute practicality of it all. Exactly. Like I could eat some Vienna sausage and some crackers. I'm good. Long as I can pay my rent, you know, I can do whatever I need to do. Go to Magic City, get on the pole, whatever I need to do. I can, you know, I I should be good. But I told and I told God, I was like. If you don't come through, it won't be because I I didn't get some get right. I was like, I will go and move back home with my mama building this thing that you're telling me to build the rest is up to you now i know i I strayed and got out of alignment for years but i got it now let's roll and shay when i tell you stuff just started happening wait before you talk about the stuff that started happening hold on i want to slow down for a second so i'm thinking about your your divine design right and how I'm seeing as other thread of your life in terms of like how you get driven by a mission, like how you can get really excited around the purpose mm-hmm. of the thing being in, in the, you know, being driven by, by that in many uh, respects, which is, which is how you were able to continue to continue to do certain things, even though you're out of, out of, out of that alignment. But mm-hmm. because ultimately that is your wiring, the fact that you weren't connected to that very thing became like dying for you. Yeah. It was like death. It was like a slow death. It absolutely was. And I knew that if I didn't get back on stage, if I didn't start speaking, because that's how I connect with people. And if I didn't start hugging people, you know, I I have a ministry and a divine ministry of hugging. I am the world's greatest hugging hugger, not because of me, but because it literally was downloaded into me. Yeah. And I'm not able to do any of that. And it's, it was just crushing. I am not fully TJ. If TJ isn't loving on God's kids. Yeah. I'm not fully TJ. If I'm not doing interviews, going live, you know, making people laugh. I'm just not fooling me. So that's depressing. Right. Because I'm just, I'm wired to operate like that. I need people. I I need people. Yeah. So good. Okay. So, all right. So now you said, all right, Lord, it's up to you to like work this thing out. You got my yes. I'm all in. I have fired my team. I'm all, I'm all in on this thing. Tell me at that time, how would you have been able to, or I guess in retrospect, what was the vision you were carrying at that time? Like, what could you see? So let's go back. Moment? So to understand that, we got to go back to 
um, 29, end of 2019. Okay. And I, had gotten permission from God. I got a, a text in about October, uh, September, October from an old producer, um, a show called homemade simple on own It's the show that we won an Emmy for. Mm-hmm. And he sent me a text and said, it's homemade Simple's last season. And we have a chair here for you. If it serves your purposes. Now I have never worked in corporate, so I can't, I can't talk about corporate, but in television, don't nobody care if it serves your purposes. So that kind of paused me. Like, like this is unusual. This is interesting. And I was like, God, okay, I'm going to lean into this. Is this something I would love to go back and do this, but only if you were giving me permission and I got my, yes, go back and do it. And so I went back to this show and it's when God changed the game and said, it was like a comma to what he had said in 2014. And he just comma pause 2019. Your time in LA is done. Mm. And I was just like, hold up. What do you mean my time in LA? I love LA. I don't want to leave LA. And by this time, Shay, he had given me concepts for um, HBCU TV shows. Yes. So for those who H- don't know, historically black colleges black and universities. Colleges and universities. Yeah. So he had given, because I am a proud graduate of the Howard University. And so um, he had given me concepts of, of you know, those, you know, things. And I was like, but how are you going to move me to Atlanta when I'm supposed to do these TV shows? Hollywood is here. My community is here. Wouldn't it be easier? You know, and I I realized in retrospect of telling God, (laughs) you know, would it be easier? I sound really stupid now, but (laughs) wouldn't it be easier on you to leave me here? <laughs> There's my help me help you. So, like, so I don't understand this. And I, I went to my uh, therapist who uh, doubles as a prophet too. And Alpha Blue Shay, she goes, "You're not gonna like what I'm getting ready to tell you." I'm like, okay. She goes, "God says that you have to get ready." to leave because he's moving you to Atlanta at the top of the year. I got up and if I could have been the Tasmanian devil and tore that whole room up, I would have. I just started walking around the room fast. Like you have got to be kidding me because I hadn't told anybody. And so she confirms it. Then I'm still trying to process it, Shay. And I get a call from my girl Tish who was living in Atlanta at the time. She calls me and says, Tej, God just told me that I'm supposed to come to LA and stay with you to help you pack up your house because he's moving you. And I was just like, you know what? <laughs> he's like, in case you didn't catch it the first time. Or and the it was second, one of those like, look, girl, I am not playing with you. One like, for the father. He like, one for me, one for me, and one for me. <laughs> And so I finally, like, you know, surrendered, like, 
okay, I guess I got to leave LA. And on February 28th, the same day, I still my had last, that I was waiting for that. Yes. Yep. On February 28th was my last day of editing. February 28th was my last day in LA. Wow. On March 1st, me and my mom drove across country to Atlanta um, of 2020, got here. I went to a Martin Lawrence comedy concert. And two days later, the world goes on lockdown. Right. What in the entire hell? (laughs) You're like, this was supposed to be a heavenly strategy, but it's feeling kind of hellish right now. And I was, oh, I was hot, Shay. Yeah. I was so, I was trying, you know, like a kid. Like, yeah. I know I can't disrespect my parent, but if I could get away with cussing you out without you knowing, I would. <laughs> like, dude, yeah. you had me sell my house. You threw me out of a city where my community is to put me in a city where I knew nobody. You know I'm an extrovert. I can't go nowhere. I can't do any wait a minute you knew all of this right right all right so what what are you trying to tell me yes what what are you wanting me to do my get my time between being appalled and getting some get right has gotten smaller yes so I, I arrived at this place a little quicker going okay hold on now One thing I want to tell you, Shay, is that window of time of me going back and doing that show is the exact window of time that my apartment here needed to show proof of consistent income. Oh, wow. I was like, and so that's why I'm just like, God, you know, I can't be mad at you because you brought this to me. I am Jehovah Jireh, the one who sees. Exactly. Like, it makes two months. We need to see two months of your bank statements. I'm like, that's two months of every week they're seeing. Yeah, I have income. That's right. God, you kind of do that whole omnipotent thing. They they own something when they call you out. Like, what you saying out? And so, I went into my job is to love on God's kids. What is it, God, that you want me to do? So yes. the first thing I did was I created story time with Auntie TJ, where I would go live every weekday and read to kids. And it because, you know, at that time, you know, parents were scrambling. They don't know what they're doing. They, right. you know, home, they're at home with their kids. And I'm like, for at least 30 minutes a day, they can go take a shower. They can yeah. sit their kid. And so I read to kids. That was the first thing. And then my family got together and did a virtual bingo game. And so when we played that game, again, I'm solution driven of how do I bring joy to his kids? Right. I'm going, okay, I know that I I have a a community of people who are lonely like me. So let me bring those people together. So that night I stayed up all night. And again, like you said, ain't nothing wasted. And I built the whole system. How did I know how to build the system? I had done media Mavericks. So I knew about the funnel. I knew about the rent and I'm the whole night. I'm staying up to two and three o'clock in the morning. I'm going, I am not getting paid for this. Why am I working so hard to make this perfect and to make it an experience and looking at what the autoresponder, how do they get their bingo card? Like I'm building this whole system. 
And I went to bed at three and I just put a crappy graphic out there. Listen, anybody who wants to play bingo with me on Saturday, go here. Here's the details. Register. By the time I thought I was going to get like 10 people. By the time I got up, like 75 people had registered. I was like, okay. And so I was only going to play one Saturday, $100, $10 a game. Cause it was just supposed to be something that, you know, fun thing with friends, fun thing with friends, or, you know, help people get through it. And I'm getting emotional because I'm like, I, Ooh, I just remember being so angry with God. Yeah. But looking at what he allowed us to do through that season. Yeah. Yes. And we ended up playing Shay bingo for six Saturdays. And I had given away almost $10,000 worth of cash and prizes because people, more people kept joining. And right around this time, graduations were being canceled. Right. And once again, I went to God, like, how, how can I help? I'm, I don't know what possibly I can do, but being a graduate of an HBCU, my heart was breaking for these first gen students. Yes. Who, you know, I knew what graduations at an HBCU is like and for them not to have that celebratory moment. And so I asked God, what do you want me to do? And I, <laughs> I only way I can interpret it was, oh, you thought the bingo was the main thing. You're going to do an HBCU bingo. Wait, what? <laughs> like, first of all, what is that? I don't even know what that is. And that's not the kind of plan that I was thinking can't you come up with something else <laughs> and yet you know and then I put it back on I was like okay now if this is really you show me how to raise a hundred thousand dollars for these kids okay God was like hold my beer in less than four weeks Shay we raised over one million in cash wow. and prizes and we wow. gave it away in a series of virtual bingo games that uh, I produced just like my TV shows. And over 500 HBCU grads benefited. They got $1,500 worth of prizes just for registering. They didn't have to show up. Wow. Uh, we had celebrity pop-ins. You know, it was epic. It, you know it was epic. You know what's so interesting to me as I'm listening to you is how... It started with your, your, your heart. You're like, my purpose is to bring joy to people. I want to do something to help. It started there. It's like, you didn't have like a specific God idea. It was just like, I, I desire to serve people. Like, I mean, I'm here. Like, what can I do? It starts there. Then he uses the thing that's on your heart to do to then tie it to like Together. his idea. So it was, it was your idea. Well, you know, you're thinking, and I try, and I try to give the bingo game away. I built the whole system and w tried to give it to my cousin and was like, because she really wanted to do it. And so I was like, here, here, the whole system, go do it. You're just and for thinking, whatever just reason. Yeah. I'm just trying to help. I'm just trying to, do it. To, I'm just trying to love the people. That's it. Here. That was all I was supposed to do. And, and she had what like, was really I got touching. What was really touching is then during that holiday season, we did holiday bingo for the masses. 
and we had people playing with us from around the world. Wow. Who were staying up to two and three o'clock in the morning. And I still get lovely messages from parents and people from around the world for that season of putting together something that got them through, you know, some of the worst parts of their lives. Yes. Um, and so, like I said earlier, my get right, get some get right window has closed exponentially. Yes. And then out of, out of that, when we got so much media coverage for the bingo that when CBS news with Nora O'Donnell did an interview with us, they interviewed one of my grads and I found out she was a, a student out of foster care who got accepted to an HBCU. And when she went to school, her social worker picked her up from campus. I mean, picked her up, drove her to campus, let her unload her stuff on the curb and then just left her. And that broke my heart. So once again, I went back to God. It's like, what can I do? I, I want to love no on your kids. Student, no student should ever, you know, that was not my story. And I had never thought about this demographic of students anyway, the foster care, you know, students. And his answer to that was move in day mafia. And Moving Day Mafia is now a initiative of the, the bigger nonprofit called Project Dreamlight. But in 52 days last year, 2022, we moved in. I, we built Moving Day Mafia in 52 days and we moved in 13 students at Paul Quinn College in Dallas. This year, 2023, we moved in 31 students at five HBCUs. And so I said all of that to say that that day, the Holy spirit told me, if you don't pivot, you're yes. going to regret it. Yes. He meant that yes. because shortly after that, also I started having conversations with my dream sponsor, Samsung. They reached out to me about two weeks after I had released the whole team and right. that led to us having conversations to officially after 10 years of declaring on Facebook, using the hashtag Samsung is my sponsor. They just don't know it yet. <laughs> 10 years, 10 years of faithfully using that hashtag Samsung officially became my sponsor while I was moving kids in at Paul Quinn. Come on. The level of orchestration going on is just so beautiful. Just step by God step. God knows one thing about me is I love planning surprises. I love receiving surprises. Yes. So he, one thing I know for sure about my God, he goes out of his way to surprise me. He knows I love the intricacies of tracing his hand. Yes. Like, had I not done this or because you told me to go here, I obeyed. I met this person who then led me to this. Like when I can trace his hand over an intricate surprise. Yes. Like Best Buy. Best Buy is my favorite store. Two weeks before Samsung, I get a call that Best Buy is officially my sponsor. <laughs> Ten years in the making. Ten 
years. 10 years. You can find the hashtag either Best Buy is my sponsor. They just don't know it yet. Or Samsung is my sponsor. They just don't know it yet. I use that thing for 10 years. Which is actually really kind of wild that you were talking about that hashtag. Like this is well before you were doing this stuff. You were I didn't have a clue. I didn't know what I wanted them to sponsor. That's what I'm saying. That's what's so funny. I'm like, I just knew. And that's the one thing. And I, I, I tell people that's the one thing that I can honestly say, I never doubted. Like I never doubted. I didn't know when I didn't know how I just knew God was going to give me my heart's desire. I just knew it. I knew it with every fiber of my being. People, you know, were telling me, well, Tej, you won't even tag them. I don't have to because I want to see God do what only God can do. I don't have to have a strategy around this. I don't want to make it happen. It's just something that I want God to do for me. That's it. I just want him to do it. I want him to do it because then I can tell people, God did this. Look, (laughs) y'all. Listen. That is, that's, uh, there's a handful of things that I've discovered that we have in common. Um, I'll have to get, I'll have to, so I have a hug ministry too. I'm going to have to get a hug from the world's greatest hugger. So, uh, so, you know, so I'm going to have to do that. Second is the, the storytelling element that we both share and Mm -hmm. our, and here's the thing, because we have such a love for telling stories and we have a love for God, we're our, our motivation around telling stories is to tell stories about the goodness of God. Oh and God. So because of that, he uses that aspect of our DNA. Yep. It's like, so I'm going to meet you at your, des- like I built you like that. You love to tell mm-hmm. a story. Let me give you a story to tell. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep giving you stories to tell. Mm-hmm. He will consistently forever give you stories to tell. That I love that. I love, love, love that. I as much as I hate writing, there's nothing I love more of taking the social media and be like, y'all ain't not going to believe it. Yeah. You know, let me tell you what God did now. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So, okay. So before we close, because I did share on the front end that, so you just wrote your, your fifth, your fifth book. I was delighted to write the forward for it, which is a whole another funny God story. That's which- a whole other. <laughs> That's a whole God story on how I ended up. And like a 72 hour <laughs> notice time. And, and that I didn't ask, ask you to do. I was too afraid to ask you. God had told me when he told me to write the book, he said, um, ask Shay. And I'm like, I'm not asking Shay. I don't know her like that. To then go, Shay, can you write the fort? And then can you write it in two days? Like I ain't asking. So I just ignored it. <laughs> I just I just pretended like I didn't hear him. And lo and behold, you came into my inbox. That's what I'm, I'm saying. That's, I love that of sharing that about God. Like, okay, you ain't going to do it, but I still want it done. So let me now nudge Shay to the, and I just, you're talking about this book. I'm like, Hey, I see that you see, you got a book you're writing. Love that. Love that. And then you're like, wow. I'm like, I'm like, Oh my gosh, Shay, I was supposed to ask you to write the forward. And you were like, oh, okay. And I said, but it, it, it's got to be done in like the next 72 hours. Okay, well, send me the book by this time. And then I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> and I was sure to let you know, this is a God thing. 
Normally, it would be six weeks notice. Right. And a maybe. But <laughs> yes. And yes in three days. Because yeah, it, it was that stuff. Only God. Only only because I was a too too afraid to ask. So I just I just ignored God and pretended I didn't hear that. So I just, I love, just... I just love, love, love just uh I just love every aspect of this. It's so <laughs> it's so good. And the thing that's so wild about it is that you're also just getting started. So yeah. here we've we've told a story that has had a trajectory of well, you know, well over a decade here. And that 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 vision that you had in whatever year that was, maybe 2019 or something like that. And then that alignment, then going through that awful season of like depression, all of those things to come into alignment with that, that dream and that vision that has been simmering right there on your heart. You're just now getting started. I mean, you did two two years and the amount of goodness that has and I, I, you know, I gotta be honest. I gotta say, I love Atlanta. <laughs> All that kicking and screaming that I was doing, I and was you know, like, you love it there. Oh, I love Atlanta. See, this is why I have hope that perhaps, like, you'll love writing at some point. You see, you see how I keep coming back to it that I won't let it go. Yeah, I'm thinking five, five, five books though, Shay. Five books, and I still haven't arrived at that point. No, I still listen. I mean, you, but you, you hashtag, know, you hashtagged something for ten years. With no connection point of what it was even atta- attached to, so I, you know, I, to me, I'm like, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna keep sharing this seed because it would be just really, I, I want for you to. Why is that your- so important to you for me to love writing though? I want you. <laughs> what? Why? I don't want to know the answer to that question. <laughs> You probably because- don't want to answer to that question, but um, I, but I do. I, that is that is that is the desire of my heart for you that you will that you will actually that you will actually establish a joy, a true a a, cho- a joy that transcends the result of your writing and a joy in the process of doing the thing you love to do, which is tell stories and to write that with your Holy Ghost writer. So, Amen and Amen. You don't have amen, you don't have, you, you can make whatever face you want. You can make whatever face you want. I'm, I'm going on record. It's documented. It's documented. So maybe 10 years later, we can tell this story. You know, about, you know. That's hilarious. Oh my, oh my 20th book, Shay. Remember that time? <laughs> and boy, I don't know why I took 20 books, but glory. Finally, Shay, I can say I loved writing this book. Yeah, I'm... Yeah. Mm. Oh okay. I, you know, I've learned enough to say, you know, God can do anything. So... Yes. I just, yeah. yeah. Okay. (laughs) And now, and and then the last thing I want to share also is that I also saw that you're, um, because this was connected, I learned a little bit more about this connected to the book, is that now you're actually even helping, like creating community around this idea of like, let's be audacious. Like, let's let's say yes to God. Let's surrender to God. Let's walk this out. Let's see the trajectories for you guys be even shorter than mine. Let's like Mm -hmm. collapse. Let's collapse some time and get with God mm. on this thing. And so I'm excited to see how the League of Water Walkers. The League uh, of Extraordinary Water Walkers. League yeah. of Extraordinary Water Walkers. God gave me that assignment before waiting for suddenly. He had given me League of Extraordinary Water Walkers because the assignment was to go get my kids. They yeah. need to know how you do what you do. You walk in miracles. You wake yeah. up waiting for God to surprise you. Yes. And so my first, my knee jerk was reaction. Well, who qualified to do that? Why you want me to do that? And all God said was, duh. <laughs> and I had to go back and look, oh, okay. I can kind of see. 
And so we launched League of Extraordinary Water Walkers. It was supposed to be just a six week um, study with me. And, you know, but that's all, you know, that's always what God do. I'm just giving you enough to get started and get rolling and trust. Now League of Extraordinary Water Walkers is a full blown membership. We're meeting twice a month. And it's just a, a place where do-gooders, I like to, we're do-gooders and yes. we're do-gooders who want to shift the atmosphere of our industries yes. and we want to um, come together. It's a place where the unicorns can come together and meet up and get uh, encouragement, inspiration, power, ideas uh, from one another to go out and expect miracles in yes. our different spheres of industry. Yes. So I'm really excited about where God is, is doing and taking that and looking forward to the domino effect Yes. of, you know, the, the water walkers who are with me now taking that and how that's a domino in their corporate space, how that's, that's right. a domino in their ministry. So, yeah. uh, it's, it's been a journey. Story. It's been a fun it journey. Has. But there's so many things. It started with the seed. You did it. And then God's like, oh, and by the way, here's what I really had in mind. You know, it's just, <laughs> so it's just, it's the power of the yes. It's the power of taking, of the yes, taking a step at a time and the momentum that builds from that alignment. I mean, that your yeah. story is a testimony of that over and over and over again. Well, I'm yeah. glad that I'm glad that you, that you are receiving um, more revelation of grace over grind and your do-gooding as you're multiplying do-gooders in the community so that they can do good by the power of God's grace so they can spirit, mm-hmm. do it in his rest and experience their miracles without breaking their backs. Like, cause that don't even make Ooh, sense. I like that. You break, break my back for a miracle. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, try for the miracles. So. <laughs> like I'm loving that, you know, I want them to get excited about receiving and participating. Cause I love participating. I yes. love hearing when, the, you know, last thing I'll say is I decided a long time ago that I don't want a, a eulogy, official eulogy at my funeral. I want just people standing up and finishing the sentence stem. I'm so thankful for TJ's life because God used her too. And just how did he use me in your life? That is the ultimate. I feel like a servant well done. Yeah. Like that's, that's exactly what I, I want is just to be somebody's answered prayer a yeah. sap is what yeah. I, I call us. Um, and so I, I can't wait to see what the water walkers who feel the same way, who want to be used by God yeah. to um, go out there and, and participate and be yes. used in the miracles. I love it. That's so good. Mm-hmm. TJ, thank you for joining me today. Like where do where folks want to connect with you? You know, where do you want to send them first? Share with uh, I'm TJ Mercer all over the place for a limited time. You can get waiting for suddenly completely free waiting for suddenly.com. And if the mission of moving day mafia resonates with you, we need money because it costs a whole bunch of money. Uh, it's $1,700 per student to move these, these, these kids in. We give the monthly care packages as well. Um, because we walk with them for four years. So we could definitely use your tax deductible uh, donation at moveindaymafia.org. But if you want to just hit me up at TJ Mercer everywhere, 
you can start there. But um, yeah, go get waitingforsuddenly.com. Go get it for free while it is free. While it is free. And if you're listening to it and it's not free, go ahead and get it even when it wasn't free. Go ahead and get it. I'll let you. (laughs) TJ, thanks so much for hanging out with me today. It's been a joy. Shay, hug yourself for me. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.